Welcome to the Follow Him Together podcast, where we just unpack questions that really we might all have when it comes to following Jesus and our faith. And if you have a question yourself that you would love to ask, um, we're going to put a a number below on the screen. You can text that number. You can ask uh, your question, and hopefully in the coming weeks, we'll be able to answer that and invite some special guests um, to help answer that question for us, because we know we're better together when we're diving into the Word and all that God has for us in that. And today, we have the incredible honor and privilege to have Pastor Lori Wilhite with us and her daughter, Emma. Um, If you're not connecting uh, or or (laughs) you've just been under a rock, I don't know. I don't want to... Or maybe they're uh, new. Offend anyone. Yeah. You, oh, you could be new. new yeah. That's the best way to say it. Maybe you're new to Central. Uh, Lori is uh, Pastor Judd's wife. Emma is Pastor Judd and Lori's oldest child and daughter. Um, they have two incredible kids, Emma and Ethan. And uh, we'll let Emma talk a little bit about herself or maybe Lori talk a little bit about her daughter. But we're so glad to have you guys. Hey, thanks for letting yeah. us get to be here together. I mean... We get Emma home for spring break for a few days, and um, we we talked her into coming. So it's going to so be glad. really fun. To I get, get roped into together. everything. So, yeah. <laughs> she's always one of my favorite things about Emma is Emma's always a yes. If you ask Emma to do anything, she's like yes, and oh, then she and then she's got to figure out how to do it. So yep. I have one like that, and I'm sure you do too as well, Lori. But I have one like that, and then I have one that's the complete opposite of yes. That's right. With her. Yes, so. I, have, I have one that leads with a no also. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well. We're so excited to have you guys. And uh, a little bit about Lori herself, um, not only pastor, but leads an incredible uh, women's ministry um, for all women, but really any women in leadership or in uh, church leadership, maybe mm-hmm. pastor wives. She's always had an incredible heart uh, through her ministry, leading and loving it, um, which that would just be leadingandlovingit.com, right? That it they is, can go check it. out all that Leading and Loving It has to offer. Um, for women, but she's also an author. Um, she's very experienced teacher and all the things. I, what am I forgetting? You, mom, wife, <laughs> probably most important, but um, watcher of antiques roadshow. I mean, I think that might be the <laughs> most important. Yes, one. collector of everyone's um, treasures. old old treasures. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the what we're so excited about is today we get to ask the question, how do I get my kids to love and enjoy the church? And maybe even, you know, for some listening, how do I get my kids to love God and and the church? And how does all that connect together? And so um, obviously being um, a, a parent and a, a child that grew up in the church um, and all that you guys have to say here, we're just excited to unpack this question. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get there, though, can we play a little game to just warm us yeah, up. Yeah, I think we got to get to relaxed. know them with the oh, game. <laughs> so this game is called Five Second Rule. Um, I'm going to give you a topic and you will have five seconds to name three things that pertain to that topic. Does that make sense? So I'm just going to count down with my fingers. So for if you're listening, you're not going to see or hear me counting down, but that's how they know how much time they have. Who wants to go first? Not me, not me, not it, not it, not <laughs> okay, it. Okay, I guess it's me. Okay, it's me. well, I will take one for the team. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna do an easy one first, so you probably oh, should have gone first. <laughs> <laughs> it's, fine, it's fine, it's fine. Okay, here we go. Name three objects that start with the letter B. Banana, basketball, and ban. Bananas? <laughs> <laughs> bananas, bananas plural. That was easy. We're <laughs> in trouble. That's right. Multiple bananas. <laughs> plural. <laughs> that was amazing. Way different right. than a single. Two out of banana. three. This is pretty good. The oh five no. second pressure is real. It really okay. is. Let's see. Let me think of maybe one that's not too crazy for you. Okay. Name three books that Pastor Judd has written. Oh my gosh, Tur- turning. I can't do this. I can't. <laughs> the one with the apple. I can't. <laughs> no, I just uh, the one with the crow. I only remember the cover. Uncaged, uncaged. How about the uncaged, one? Uncaged. How about the one that's dedicated to you? Oh, which oh, one's that? No. I don't remember. <laughs> All of them. Oh, I didn't know that. Don't was send be this sorry. to him. Don't I'm send so this sorry. To him. I did not mean to get you in trouble. Wait, what's oh, all the gosh. apple cold? Uh, throw it down. Oh, I said turn. Uncaged. Oh. <laughs> 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 
I Faith that goes the distance. Oldie, oh, that one's the one I've dedicated to you, that. Emma. That was messed up. Credit that you remember the covers, though. Okay, so I'm a visual learner. That was good. Okay, I can't. That was oh awesome. Okay, Lori, let's stay in the same lines of things about Pastor Judd or things he likes. Name three jazz singers. Um, Ella Fitzgerald. <laughs> Um, Samara Joy and oh, Emma oh. Wilhite. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. I would count it. Do you sing jazz? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Not, okay. I don't think I'm a jazz singer. I would no. count it. They didn't say okay. like oh. world-renowned jazz singer. <laughs> right. well. jazz singer. Feels oh like a cop gosh. out to me. But. <laughs> okay, this might be mean. Name three books that your mom has written. Uh, my name is Victorious. Rise up and. Leading, loving it. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! So now Take we know that, who the favorite is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, a mama's girl. <laughs> I do have a feeling, just knowing Pastor Judd, he's going to watch this back. And oh no, she was able to do her mom's in books less than five seconds, le- like yeah. in three, three seconds. seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to give her this. My name is Victorious. We actually wrote That's together a true. teen yep. version of that book. That's true. So. so not that you have three we can name it. We can also name one of Emma's, and it is we do share that one. It would have so. been sad if I couldn't. <laughs> you didn't think of that well, one. Well, and yeah. to be fair, in terms of like recent releases, your books are a little bit more fresh probably on yeah. Emma's Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. Let's uh-huh. Go with yeah. <laughs> Good job protecting Emma. From Just be glad I didn't <laughs> leak any upcoming projects. <laughs> That's so real. Oh, my gosh. I know okay. what your your summer reading is, list is going to look like. Oh, yeah. Done, Apparently, I need to <laughs> get on top of that. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, okay, this is for Lori. Name three ways that Jesus healed someone in the Bible. Uh, like three miracles or three actual ways? Healings, yeah. Three healings. Okay. The yeah. bleeding woman, the bent woman, Lazarus. Ooh. That was really good. Right. I'm, I'm glad you got that question. <laughs> I love the miracles. You would have gotten it. It does say like Lori was able like, that was to two name. seconds, I think. Three miracles way faster than three objects with three. <laughs> <laughs> which I feel like I Don't might come be at the opposite. Me with bananas, but yeah, think... basketball bananas. Uh, okay, let's do one more. Let me see. Mm, okay, Emma, mm-hmm, name mm-hmm. three songs from Central Live. Originals. Uh, oh my gosh, nothing's coming in my brain. Uh, 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 I'm doing like the uh, slowest five seconds. Great city. I'm I'm trying to help you. All I could think of is God's great dance floor. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even. You're thinking start up the party, man. Heaven's on the moon. I don't know. I don't know. Welcome home. Oh, welcome home. There you go. There you go. Wow, that's a throwback. That's a good one. That's actually one of my favorites. All right. Well, I think. Oh, Lori no. dominated that game. So if we had done a prize, you get street cred. Thank you. You get street Thank cred. Thank you. I'll take game. that street cred. <laughs> I'll, I'll remind Emma of it for the next week. Oh, that was so funny. Why right. sorry, Emma. I'm shamed. I'm so I, sorry. Oh, Emma, it was I'm not lot, on purpose. I'm a lot like you. Like I, Jenna was just practicing on Brandon and I yesterday, uh, Pastor Brandon, and he was able to like name elements from the periodic table yeah, off he's a bit in oh, three seconds and Harry <laughs> Potter books. And it, Jenna's asking me like, Name your daughter, your three daughters. I'm like, Avery, Laura's not one of them. Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. That was fun. I love these games. Well, let's jump in. Let's uh, remind everybody the question. So how do I get my kids to love and enjoy the church? And I think this is a, a great question for anyone out there that's a parent. I think this is a great question for anyone out there that maybe is just you know you're you're an, you're an adult kid now, um, but maybe you don't have kids yet. Um, this is a great way to learn, but I think a lot of these concepts are also a great way to get us as adults to love the church as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, being that uh, Emma, you grew up in the church, you know, and um, you, your your family's here every single mm-hmm. weekend. So, in a lot of ways you would have been here every single weekend as well. And Lori, yeah. you know, just really trying to, uh, you know, I don't want to take any talking points away, but to not make your kids feel like tag-alongs, but actually love what you and uh, Pastor Judd were a part of. And uh, how, to, how did you make that happen? What are some great ways? So let's just start jumping in and unpacking that yeah. for, for people out there. You, you yeah, let's, a, start, let's start with a leading question. question. Sure. Let's start with Lori, Ariel, you got the leading questions. Um, Okay, so, well, let me just first ask, like, are there any 
specific things that you guys did intentionally, like knowing, okay, he, she's going to be here every single weekend. She and Ethan are going to be here every single weekend. Like, were you doing anything like practical that I could take away? Because I'm kind of in the same boat that you guys are in. Like, we're both here all day, every day, every weekend that I could take away for anyone listening that maybe is in ministry or is a part of the central team that could help them. Like, I'll just start implementing that right now. (laughs) Any of those. I'm like, I'm ready to take notes. Yeah. You know, I I think one of the most important things, whether you um, are a volunteer, whether you're attending church, whether you're on staff, it doesn't even matter, is the way we talk about church to our kids. Mm -hmm. So, like, for instance, we just retired the words, um, we have to go to church. Because really, we get to go to church is the better way of saying it. And so, like, one of the things we would talk to our kids about is, like, you know, we get to go to church now. Let's all hop in the car. Let's mm-hmm. all be excited. Not we have to. Mm-hmm. Like, what a burden for you poor children now that you have to come to church. We get to go to church. And then on the way to church, we would often, especially when they were really small, talk about, like, what what is great about getting to go to church this weekend? And some weekends they would tell me, you know, like, we get to learn about Jesus. And on the weekends they weren't feeling so spiritual they would tell me we're gonna get to have you know goldfish crackers or whatever <laughs> Ethan would say I get to have orange juice and I'm like yes orange juice is great like we'll run to the coffee shop and get some and so but it really became a language shift to um, instead of making it feel like a burden or I don't know like a drag to mm-hmm. have to go to church to get them excited became really really important because they were here a lot and um but even if we weren't didn't pastor this church, they would still be here a lot mm-hmm. because that is what our family does. We prioritize God. We prioritize church. And so I wanted my kids to always know we didn't go to church because your dad worked at church. We go to church because the Bible says we need to continue meeting together, mm-hmm. and right. that's what we yeah. do. So this is just what we do. And um, so really a language shift really helped, I think, set the table for that. Um but, you know, I mean, I, I think there's so many just kind of simple things that we can do just really to gear our kids toward um, not, not, under, not only understanding um, that it's important, but really understanding that it's enjoyable to get to do. And so much of that is, lies in consistency. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, like I said, our kids obviously came because we, ha- we needed to be here, but, but also... We wanted to be here, and um, consistency was really important, and it's so difficult with a million, um, you know, extracurriculars, and we have this, you know, baseball tournament on the weekend, or we've got this birthday party that's during church, but you just, we just decided that we were going to say no to all those things to say yes to church. That's good. Mm -hmm. And, um, but when that consistency happens, that's when your kids make friends, inside their classrooms that I mean if you're only coming once every six to eight weeks it's really hard to get to know the other the other kids and so part of enjoying coming to church was they had a community here but they only built that community through consistency and so um there were just little things like that that became really important yeah how does that play out for you Emma now that you're out of the home on your own like yeah I think when I obviously when I was young and um, we kind of made church that non-negotiable when I was like young and it was like I'm missing on like Jane's birthday party at the time is very like this is so annoying (laughs) (laughs) I was like why can't everyone else is going to this birthday party but I think when you're looking back at it now like I survived um, not going to you know Jane's birthday party and I think especially now that I'm older that's really developed as a value in my life like I just it's like second nature in me if someone's like hey we have like tickets to this movie on Sunday morning it's just second nature that I'm like oh sorry I have church Mm -hmm. like that's just always first now and I think that's almost just happened subconsciously just because those were the values that were put into me when I was young and even if it was like um, annoying and I didn't really understand it at the time I think that still has grown into something that I really value now because even on you know, days that you wake up in the morning and you're just like not feeling it, you can't do it. I'm just so used to my mom being like, well, we're going to do it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> when, 
Which is a great point because when we were growing up, the culture and maybe it's where we lived, like if you lived in the Bible Belt or not, but culture just kind of was set in terms of like just your normal week schedule that Sunday was almost reserved for mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for church or a- at least like a Sabbath. Like people just didn't plan thing on plan, plan things on Sundays. But for our kids now, what Emma went you know experienced is that there's birthday parties, there's all these things mm-hmm. planned around the weekend mm-hmm. that she has to get familiar with a different discipline of blocking out Sunday. But that obvious na- obviously now has played benefits into your life. That's amazing. Yeah. My friend, Julie Richard, who leads um, Fearless Mom Ministry, says, you don't want to just parent for the next 20 minutes. You want to parent for the next 20 years. So while you say no to a birthday party now, Mm -hmm. like it's a bummer for maybe more than 20 minutes, for maybe even the next two days, it's a bummer. But the point is we want to parent for the next 20 years. So I Mm. wanted, when Emma went to college, so many college students stopped going to church. Even so many students at her Christian college that she attends do not go to church. So many wow. kids mini- like majoring in ministry do not go to church. Wow. Oh, wow. Yep. And um, But we w- wanted for her to be able to leave our home and still have it be a priority. It only is a priority for them when they leave It's a pri- if it's a priority when they're growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it just became something that we, um, like if you were Unless you were just so sick you couldn't go to school, then then obviously we're not going to go. But outside of that, we're we are going to church. And you know, like we're so blessed at Central that at least at the Henderson campus, we have a Saturday night service. So if you've got a soccer tournament mm-hmm. on a Sunday, guess what? Come on Saturday. Mm-hmm. If you've got a birthday on on Saturday, we got loads of Sunday services all over the thing. And yeah. yes, there is online, but it is not the same as being in person. And there is something about getting your kids in a room with other awesome adults that want to pour into them. And and parents, isn't it amazing to have a team of people who will tell your children the same thing you're telling them? (laughs) And except for they hear it differently because they're cool and young. And it's in a song. And not your parent, (laughs) right? Right. And so um, it's it's, what you really do is build a team of Jesus-loving people who pour into your kids and so then it's not like I don't have to carry the weight personally of um, discipling my child. It's a right. team of people who get to come alongside you, and it's awesome. And then what it does is pay dividends as they move forward into their own lives that it just becomes a natural priority for yeah. them as well. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that online. Like No, you really can't. It's cannot. really hard. Yeah. One, one thing I've always seen from you, Lori, and, and from Judd is that you, you guys really do – and. Judd even said it this weekend, like you just take interest in what your kids have interest in and you, um, you know, you kind of champion that you guys have always been incredible advocates of your kids, like to meet them right where they're at. Um, Emma, as you were growing up, what are, what are some of the ways, you know, Lori, your mom was talking about, you know, ways that, um, she would try to excite you to come to church, you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, verse you know, uh, Jane's birthday party like what what stands out in your mind is just like ways that like what were you looking forward to when you came to church just in the mind of a kid that was here almost every single weekend yeah um I think because we did have that consistency I did feel like I was going to a place where I knew a lot of people and that was very important for me I feel like I don't know if it's true but in my head I was just a very shy kid very not very independent um, and so I was always kind of like scared cause you know, my parents are going to big church and I have to go and I, I don't know, make friends. Um, and so I think just having that consistency, it did kind of feel like I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Um, obviously that, that wasn't the, the, uh, whole, uh, goal, I guess, but it was just like one aspect of, even if I was like stressed about, I don't know, being pulled away from my parents or whatever. I knew that I was going to a place where people really cared about me and would, you know, make me feel involved. And I also think my parents really drilled in the importance of volunteering. And so one big part of it was like I would go to service, but then I also get the chance to serve others. And when I was young, that really excited me because I'd seen all these adults doing it and I just kind of wanted to be like them. And so I would you know, volunteer with the, what was it, like K through something? Like the kindergarten, that's what you did forever. <laughs> yeah, and I I mean, I'm sure I didn't take it seriously the first like year or so I did it. I think I just played around backstage, uh, probably wasn't the best volunteer. But slowly, um, 
I kind of did get more involved and I would like lead small groups and I don't know I just thought that was like just such a fun way to give back that's awesome even if I didn't fully understand it I think that's still you know developed today and even because um, I am a musician as I got more involved in like the worship aspect that was also just like another area that I just really enjoyed coming back to again and again yeah mm-hmm. uh, which I that that part I I really love as well. That stood out to me because leading small groups, leading worship, you know, Lori, Pastor Judd has always told us like, hey, whatever your staff kids want to do, like, I, I want you to let them do that. And he means mm-hmm. more than the, than staff kids. He means when kids are consistently coming to church, he wants those kids to love being at the church. Right. And you guys have always championed just – you know, Emma, even whatever she wants to do, you want to lead a small group, you want to lead, you know, we need to get here early, um, mm-hmm. earlier than we normally would because Emma's doing leading worship or doing whatever. You guys have always championed that. Um, how, how did you really start to see those giftings and like where they were leaning in? And Well, I do think like one of the, the points or maybe just like one of the ways that we help our kids grow to love God and grow to love church is to see how God intersects with their lives mm-hmm. on a regular basis. One of those ways is to help them discover and then pursue their purpose. Now, for some kids, this comes a little easier than others. Emma, by the time she was in third grade, Emma said, I'm going to be a worship pastor someday. <laughs> and has kind That's of awesome. stuck Emma. unwaveringly yeah, to that. She yeah. So she was a very easy one to be like, okay. So I really think that's because you've instilled it in me. Because I always look back and I, I'm very go with the flow, almost detrimentally. <laughs> um, and so I think maybe if I just let my, I think I never would have jumped in as hard as I did if you guys weren't so encouraging and just helping me see the talents that I couldn't see. And I think without that, I mean, who knows? I could have still ended up on this path, you know, because I feel like God has set it out for me. But I think because you guys were there, it just helped me see that path so much clearly. So that's, I mean. Yeah. So it is about like helping your kids at whatever age discover the purpose that God has for their lives. It doesn't have to be a ministry purpose, just the purpose, the gifts that he's given them, Mm -hmm. and then like stoke that fire inside of them. Now, I mean, Ethan is very different. We're still on the journey of discovering (laughs) like what his purpose is going to be. But the the point is we're actively pursuing it. And that's so important that you're like saying discover God's purpose for them. Because I grew up in a household where I was discovering what my parents' purpose was for me or what they wanted me to be. And so it took me a lot longer to like feel comfortable with what I wanted to do. I probably like late 20s, early 30s of where like my niche is. Mm. Like that's really important that you're pursuing like what God wants for them. And then you're giving them opportunities to do it. You know, um, I mean, obviously Emma wanted to sing. We gave her opportunities to do that at school, in the community at church to be able to like grow in that gift and that passion but we always connected it back to the lord Mm -hmm. like this isn't just something you're talented at Mm -hmm. although you are this is something that a gift the lord has given you and our responsibility as your parents and your responsibility as a believer is to lean into the gifting that god has given you so now let's be purposeful about putting that into action. And so, um, you know, I, I think that's all of it kind of comes together in the now when you've got a child who is actively trying to pursue um, in whatever age appropriate way, what they feel like God has put in them. Now you've got somebody who's now growing closer to God, who's leaning into their mm-hmm. church, who who is um, feels God in an active way in their mm-hmm. lives. And so, you know, it isn't always about sitting down and reading the children's Bible. Super important. You should, everybody should read their children's Bible with their kid. But it is so much more than that. Mm-hmm. It is it is conversations that you never even mention, God, but that you're just saying, I see mm-hmm. a gift in you and let's pursue it together. And, and, um, and then giving them opportunities through the church through ministry, through the community, to be able to exercise those things. Now, I love everything you're saying. That that it's so much more than all those things. I I think a lot of parents, just what I've heard from parents who just started attending Central or they've been here a while, like what's important to them is that their kids really do learn to 
to have a relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. that um, maybe their kids have a, a better shot at just their overall spiritual life than they did because right. they maybe, you know, we all resisted the church or went through our hardships and we know that we want our kids to have a different foundation. And I think so many times, and I'm just going to say myself included, even as a pastor, I almost rely on the the church and a love for the church to kind of carry their relationship mm-hmm. when we know it's so much more than just showing up on the weekend. So all that to say my question for you, and maybe Emma, you can start just what what are ways that you guys brought, you know, Jesus back into the home so that it mm. wasn't just all church in your relationship with him? I think one thing, and I was talking with my mom about this earlier, I think one big thing was that in a lot of ways it, it does need to be spoken, but what I remember the most was the unspoken things, was like the way they talked about others, the way they respected others, the way they just lived out God in daily life, not even like, it's not like they were trying to manipulate me, that was just them, how they lived their lives, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think that, especially now when I look back, those are the things that I really remember that showed the image of Jesus to me, that even if there wasn't I mean, yes, we would, you know, read the children's Bible and we would go through, you know, the stories. But obviously, I don't remember sitting on the couch being super young, pointing out these pictures. What I do remember was my parents, you know, being in the kitchen and talking about, you know, ministry and just talking about the people and how much they love people. And just all those things have really stacked up over the year. And I think that was one really important aspect that just spoke Jesus outside of the church. It's just, it was just one time of seeing like, you, it's not just like preaching, mm. you're seeing it in action and in deed. And I think that is what really stood out to me even till today. Has Emma ever said any of this to you guys no. before? This is, I'm like, this is incredible. <laughs> she like, I hope my that. kids say this We're stuff to me. I <laughs> she talked to me about that on the way over. And you know, it, it, it is just the reminder that so much of just kind of the spiritual guidance you give your kids is taught. But I think sometimes we underestimate how much is just caught. Yeah. Mm. And, um, you know, and this is what Judd has even said recently about like the greatest gift you can give your children, your marriage, your family, your friends is your growing relationship with God. Yeah. Because it, as you grow in your relationship with God, those the fruits of the Spirit are starting to really mm-hmm. come out. And your kids will catch that. That's the truth. I remember when I was in high school, walking through the living room of my house, and my mom was in her Bible reading chair, reading her Bible. And I just had this moment. I stood in the living room, and I said to my mom, I wish I had the relationship with God that you have. And my mom's response was, then go get it. Mm. then go get it because I was a teenager she's like then go get it and I I actually didn't for quite a while but it occurred to me when my kids were very little and you version as much as I absolutely love it what occurred to me is my kids would walk through the living room and I would be on you version on my phone and to my kids it looked like I could be on Instagram right or I could be like I don't know answering emails or whatever and so I actually um started only using my big Bible, yeah. my big awesome. giant mm-hmm. Bible, so that if my kids ever needed to have that moment standing in the living room and say, I can see that you pour into your relationship with God, I see you growing in it, and I want that too, mm-hmm. they weren't going to... They weren't going to see it if I was holding my phone. And so I have the most massive Bible that Judd makes fun of me for. But it is. But I just haul it around. It sits on our kitchen counter. So even if they don't see me in it, they see it (laughs) sitting around. I mean, Emma's watched me carry that Bible around for probably the last 17 years. And but I I think there is just some there are just some things that are caught and um and to just not underestimate that. The more you grow in your relationship with Christ, the more your kids will catch it yeah. too. So for parents or guardians or grandparents that you know have kids in the home and you can see that they're struggling with their faith or mm-hmm. kind of like you were saying, like I wish my relationship with, with God was as close as yours is, like what advice would you give to parents that are struggling with that right now, watching their kid either fall away from faith or reject faith. Which I love that you're asking that question because yeah. that's, that's I was like, as we're getting close to concluding, like I want to make sure to address that because I recently just had 
a neighbor tell me he's like my my kid said I don't I don't know about this whole God thing even though they grew up in the church he's like I don't know about this whole God yeah. thing can't I be a good person and not believe in God yeah. like aren't those two things possible and he's really just struggling with his own faith and his my neighbor's like what do I do? Like he doesn't want that for his kids. So yeah, what, her, what do we do if our kids start to even from my direction? mom? Like that's something that she struggles with because my brother grew up in a family that went to church every single weekend, served in the church, and has pastors in the family. And he, you know, his life is good and it's fine and it's fun. And I don't know at the end of the day if he would say yes. I believe Jesus saved my life. Like I know he knows that God exists just based on like our experiences and what he's learned. But I don't know if he's received that as his own faith. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's probably a difference in how you approach it from a child that lives in your home Mm -hmm. and an adult child who doesn't live in your home. Um, Either way, questioning is okay. Having doubts is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, There are many Bible characters, people in the Bible who had questions and had doubts, and um, Jesus was always gentle with them, and the Lord can handle all of that. So sometimes I think we freak out and push back a little too Mm -hmm. hard when actually it's okay. Mm -hmm. What's not okay is letting someone sit in that without helping them like find answers. And so like my encouragement Mm -hmm. with, you know, and Emma had so many friends that um, didn't go to church and <laughs> that we would, that Emma would just invite him, invite him, invite him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you can, you know, you can, there's a, the, so there's just like a safe space between pushing too hard and not pushing enough. Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, I would just encourage you to come alongside him and say, let's, pers- let's go find answers together. That's let's, good. let's read some books together. I don't know the answers. Let's see what we can find out. Let's do some studies, but just if we don't, help them pursue answers we're leaving the answers to come from culture which is like just not going to give them the truth that they need Mm -hmm. and so um you know if if it was i mean i've had times probably with both of my kids that they're like i'm out on um like going to church like i love god but like don't make me go there and my thing was always (laughs) like guys um I understand and I appreciate it and you're going to church because <laughs> right. you live in this yeah. house and that's what we do and that's what our family does. So even if your child has questions and they're teenagers and they're not sure, the answer is not letting them stay home and sleep in. The answer is let's continue to keep them around God's word. Mm. Let's continue to keep around who people who can answer those questions for them, mm. continue to keep them kind of inside the um, sphere of of. I don't know what God could pour into them because if they disconnect from that, then all they're left with is the answers from YouTube. Mm. Like, right. <laughs> scary. Yeah. <laughs> Which, That's scary. Is acknowledging our kids' feelings. Like, we, if we were honest, even as adults, there's weekends we don't want to go to church. Sure. It's cold outside. We'd rather mm-hmm. stay in bed, sleep yeah. in. You know, it's a, it's a, and in some regard, it is still a discipline, a healthy discipline we have to have in our lives. So it's our kids aren't any different than us. So there's going right. to be oftentimes they'd rather take the path of least resistance. But sure. even like with nutrition, like I, you know, Laura is constantly getting on me. Like you got to keep instilling ha- healthy e- eating habits because it's easy to say like, what do you want for dinner? And they're never going to choose broccoli. Yeah, some well-balanced, <laughs> healthy meal. But that doesn't mean I don't still have a responsibility as a parent. Like I think so many times yeah. we go as parents, like, well, let me just let them choose. What makes with, them happy? When it, when it comes yeah. to church, we're like, I want them to love their faith, so therefore, um, I'll let them choose. And if they don't want to go to church, I don't want to force it because I don't want them to not like church. Well, you don't necessarily do that with food. It's not like. You want ice cream every meal? Well, I'll, I'll let you do it because I, I want you to enjoy food. Yeah. It's like, no, I want you to be a healthy person. Right. Mm-hmm. And Great point. Yeah. yeah. Great anyway. point. Well, we're getting close to the end of our time, and we're so grateful that you guys said yes to jumping on to this and talking about this topic. But before we totally wrap up, is there anything else you wanted to share, Emma, Lori, that we didn't hit? I mean, I think one thing – that I see with a lot of parents that we encountered in our home a lot was what happens when your faith 
crashes with culture in the lives of your child. And so, I mean, like I remember when Emma was in, I think like first grade, so she was six or seven years old (laughs) and she got invited to, I don't know why it's always birthday parties, but it was (laughs) invited to a lot of birthday (laughs) parties. Everyone Um, loved Emma (laughs) Emma at her party, but she was invited to this twilight themed birthday party where they were going to watch the twilight movie. Now listen, at six or seven years old at six. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, first grade. And (laughs) I had read the books. I liked the books, but I'm an adult. And I was like, babe, I, this is not going to happen. And it was just like this moment where um, you I had to teach her, like, there's some things that at your age and that are just not age appropriate, but also that just don't fit with our values as a family Mm -hmm. that and so unfortunately you're not gonna be able to go to that party those are hard conversations yes they think you're crazy I always told Emma I will pay for your counseling someday if you're still (laughs) upset about missing this birthday party but what I'm not gonna do is pay for your counseling when I just ignore you and let you do whatever you want Mm. and so I mean when we were she was in high school and we were on a choir trip and (laughs) she called me out in front of the whole bus of of choir kids because everybody was watching this one thing on Netflix. Everyone was watching it. I and was a little was. bitter at the time. And, yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't let her watch it. And she said, in front of everybody, I can't believe you won't let me watch this. Why can't I watch it? Everyone watches it. And I had to very loudly say, sweetheart, I, someday I'm going to stand for, before God. And mm. I'm going to have to answer for how I parented you. I am not responsible for all of these other kids. Yeah. But I am responsible for how I parent you. And so as much as I love you, I'm going to tell you no. And um, because I, in this particular show, I was like, I care enough about your mental health. I care Mm. enough about your emotional health to tell you no. And again, I'll pay for your counseling someday if this still (laughs) bothers you in 10 years. But what I'm not going to do is give in, even in front of all of these people, (laughs) all of these kids, (laughs) Because ultimately, I'm responsible for God, how Mm. I parent you. And it may not be popular, but it does have your best interest at heart. So we all parents, all parents have that moment. And I will let you know she did survive it. I don't think I'm, I may have seen some counseling, but it's not going to be because of that. (laughs) Well, I was just going to ask you, Emma, do you you feel, I mean, now being an adult and almost a college graduate and like, are there moments that stand out as like negative and all that? Or do you look back now and go... I get, I get, I'm glad, I'm thankful. Or are you still in in between? (laughs) I mean, I think when I look back, it's more funny because I'm like, at the time, that was all I cared about was watching Mm. one little show because all my friends talked about it. everyone else was doing it, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, this is all I need to to fit in or something. Um, But now looking back, you're like, it really didn't matter. And, you know, I've never seen it. So she may have been right that it may have just not been good for me at the time. Um, I think... We just, with my parents, we've built that trust of, even if I pushed back at the time, like, even probably a couple months later, I could look back and be like, they were probably right. Mm. <laughs> they were probably right. Because, you know, then you start hearing all the stuff and you're like, well, she did say that at the beginning. <laughs> so she kind of knew it was up the whole oh time. My gosh, moms know stuff. <laughs> it's amazing. So, yeah, I think I've just grown to, even though I would push back for a little bit, just to, like, trust that I know they have my best interests and um, I don't know, even if it seemed annoying, I think especially now, I don't know, I just like have, now I have these boundaries in my life. I'm not just like doing anything and everything yeah. I can because I, now I can technically, yeah. I'm, you know, I can do whatever I want, but I don't um, because I don't know, they've just like instilled in me that, that like trust and just like, I know where I want to be. And I know they're not perfect people, but a, a lot of it is that I look up to them and I want to just, um, be able to live out life like through Jesus like they have and um yeah I know I know you're not perfect but (laughs) and I don't think you are but no so sweet and let me just say as a closing like we made so many mistakes as parents there were times where we overreacted to something and we didn't need to or we underreacted or or you know maybe we didn't lead them as well as we needed to in one season or another um, we have made plenty of mistakes. I think, you know, some of that we just have to just embrace as as parents that it's just not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what we can do is as much as we can give our kids 
as much of the love of Jesus that flows out of our lives into theirs, um, that we champion them, we search for God's purpose in them and try to help them connect it. And then, and then as much as we can, as it's age appropriate, let them start to take on their faith instead of just ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. would have been such a sad disservice to our kids to only stop with that they needed to piggyback on our relationship with God. And so, you know, even at college, if Emma's having a hard time, she'll call me and or text us, pray for me. If I had a nickel for every time I called my mom crying, <laughs> we'd have a lot of money. Yeah. Right. So, you know, but she'll call and or text us both and say, will you pray for me? And the answer is obviously yes. Mm-hmm. But then our secondary thing to her is, are you praying yeah. for you yep. too? Yep. Are you praying? Because we will really pray good. for you. But also you need to pray for you right. and you need to seek God. And so... That happens in an age-appropriate way as they get older, but you do have to eventually hand off, hand them over to their own faith as they start to grasp it in their own way mm-hmm. and and just give opportunities for that um, as they get older to just own it, own it for themselves. That's so good. And we know we we got we have Emma who she's in town for five days and she's given us this <laughs> yeah. time on the podcast <laughs> and um, Lori and her crazy. I was gonna apologize for taking time away from Lori, but Lori does this all week long. Like this is this is what her week looks like. She's either writing or on <laughs> podcasts or and so I would encourage you go check out leadingandlovingit.com because mm-hmm. you know it doesn't have to just be today's podcast that you can learn so much from her, her parenting, mm-hmm. her. Um, you know, being a spouse, being a pastor's wife, being a, a woman in ministry, it, so many resources. just a leader, yeah. all like if you just need fresh, a, a fresh perspective and breath, like Lori just will breathe that life into you through her teaching. So go to leadingandlovingit.com, check out Thank all you. that she has to offer. And um, Emma, uh, we're so thankful that you just gave us this yeah, time course, this week. Of course. Um, World Watch Out. She's like, how is <laughs> December that? Yes. Is it that you'll graduate? Yeah. She'll be That's done. That's crazy. She'll be Ooh, done with school. Just so, <laughs> I mean, she's already owning her own faith and, and leading yeah. in so many ways, but just get ready because yep. Emma's right around the corner <laughs> from. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thank that's you right. guys so much. Thank you. Thank you guys. Well, that was awesome. Yeah. Always like so thankful for all of our guests that come on this podcast. Love that, you know, we got Pastor Lori and Emma and just their perspective on yeah. this question. I know you and I, we're always trying to learn so much mm-hmm. from uh, Judd and Lori, from uh, Mike and Lisa, from all the different incredible parents and leaders that we get uh, a front row seat yeah. and the privilege to learn from. And so I'll always take all those nuggets in. And I, I, I love recapping what we really just learned, like some practical um, steps that mm-hmm. we can take based off of what we just heard. And um, you know, a, a few of the things I love that, you know, uh, Lori and Emma were talking about just affirming your kids value in the church, yeah. like that they're not an afterthought or a tag along, um, that, you know, they do have value and, and, and they can and the church yeah. and they can contribute mm-hmm. and there should be value that they're personally taking away mm-hmm. as well. Um, it's not like they're just going to a, a babysitter or a childcare or right. a, there's value they have in it. Um, that they always, you know, really look for ways to invite their kids to participate in the church. Yeah. Um, that really spoke to me, just giving them things, recognizing giftings. You know, even I thought it was incredibly sweet that Emma said, like, I don't know that I would have ever been a worship leader had you guys not instilled in me that yeah. I could mm-hmm. at, like, third grade. Um, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, that really spoke to me a lot with my own kids as well. Like, what am I affirming in them? Almost... Um, I always heard it as like speaking it over them before they've even like stepped sure. into it, become mm-hmm. it. Like they recognize that, hey, Emma has a talent here. Yeah. And they, from an early age, started saying, you know, you're a worship leader. Yeah. And it started putting in Emma's mind, like, I'm a, I'm a worship leader. Right. Like, and which it further goes to say, like, I could be a worship leader. And so she, at third grade, like, you wouldn't really even know, oh, that could be me. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe, oh, I want to be a singer someday, but like I'm a worship leader. Um, Another is just that talking about the positive sides of church, that like church is good. Yeah. Um, 
Not that I have to. When she said that, I was like, oh, I definitely said that to Hannah. <laughs> no, I, that, that <laughs> oh, you have to go to church. Yeah, I, yeah. And you find yourself doing it a lot. And I, I just actually. Said it casually, but I, yeah. What I'm really proud of myself is I catch it and I've already said it. And, and then I. But yes, hopefully my yeah. kids are even picking up on, like, I say, like, hey, you know, go get ready. We have to go to church. And then I'm like, go get ready. We get to go to church. <laughs> like, I'm trying to. It's not have to, it's get yeah, to. Like, yeah. um, so I just think of our, our language of church attendance and God, and that's really with any, um, with praying, with reading your Bible, you get to pray, you get to read your Bible, you get to go to church, yeah. you get to be in relationship with God. we got to really watch how we're talking about it as parents. Yeah, and Lori talking about, like, consistency of it, um, which I, you know, obviously I'm of that, I'm, a, I'm in agreement, like, you got to go every single Sunday, like, church is not a, just a every few weeks right. kind of thing, so that you can be in community. What I didn't ever think about until she said it is what that means for our kids, like, when as adults, we go to church, we're sitting, you know, in rows, and we worship, and we receive a teaching. Yeah. But in the kids' environments, they, it's like all a lot group focused, and like interactions, social interactions. And so they're getting to actually make friends in right. those classrooms. Right. And if you come once every four to six to eight weeks, every time you bring your kid, they're new again. Yeah. And so that's got to be such a struggle. Like I've never, in big church, you know, quote unquote, like we don't necessarily have to interact other than high-fiving somebody near us before right. we have a seat. But when you have your kid go to a classroom and they go every single week, they'll see the same kids and can start to build relationships with them. And yeah. then they'll want to go to church, hopefully, because yeah. I want to see so-and-so at church this weekend. Yeah it's, yeah, it's acknowledging their experience and then removing obstacles. So like yeah. if your kids experiences that they get you know almost like social anxiety, which I know there's a, that's a wide range, right? And mm-hmm. like as a parent you have to navigate that, but if you want them to be more social and have more confidence when it comes to speaking to people, church is a great way for them to start to learn that skill and open up and mm-hmm. trust and make friendships, but it has to be consistent. Yeah. So that's really you removing the obstacle is like just Mm -hmm. bringing more consistency to it. If I see um, like a parent taking having to take their kid out, you know, because if they're crying for like a significant amount of time, our team will text them and say, oh, sorry, like they're really struggling and we get our kid out. So when our kids were babies, I just had it in my mind that I'm like, it doesn't even though my six month old is not into this right now, I'm going to keep bringing her back. I might have to pull her out 20 minutes into service, but I know that over time she'll get used to it because kids are just so adaptable. And so I just kept doing it from a young age. I was like, I'm just going to start doing this right right now. And it's going to be rough. But after I think it was like three or four weekends, I didn't get texts to come pick up my kid anymore either. And I think they also the volunteers in there saw it as a challenge. Like we're going to make Hannah love this place. Yeah. Yeah. And it happened like so. You got to start young. As a parent, another thing, you know, speaking to that, that you can do to make your kid, don't, don't put unrealistic expectations on your kids and coming to church that aren't necessarily on you either. And what I mean by that is I, I know there's different churches and Central is a very come as you are church. Yeah. One, one thing that it, my, my, my parents, this wasn't necessarily my parents doing, but we grew up in a Baptist church and you were expected to come and a suit and a tie mm-hmm. and, you know, it was uncomfortable clothes. And mm-hmm. so like, I, I can remember as a kid dreading to go to church because I didn't want to wear the outfits that like, I was like required to wear to mm-hmm. church. Like I couldn't come as I was, I couldn't be comfortable. I couldn't, yeah. it was like, I just thought it was like stuffy and uncomfortable. I, I think like with our kids, like let them, especially in the context of central, like let them come and comfortable clothing mm-hmm. or clothing they want to wear. Now there's line. There's sometimes I got three girls. I have to say like n- no, like that. That's, <laughs> that's not appropriate <laughs> for church. Like so, you know, there's bringing it back in at least just a little bit. Um, but at the same time, we really want just as comfortable as we want to feel when we're entering church. We want that for them as well. Yeah. Um, there's coaching your kids. Like hey, uh, use your manners and you know don't say these words or whatever. But <laughs> I also think like, you know, don't sit in the church parking lot and scare your kids of every interaction Mm. they're going to have in church because what they're going to pick up on and learn is I have to be a different person when I go to church. And that's not central. Central is like you belong here and and we're ready to start right where you're at, right where your kids are at. Be yourself and we'll all grow together. That's really good. Um, One last thing that 
I'm just reflecting on that Lori and Emma were talking about when we're talking about how do I get my kids to love God, enjoy the church, um, is she said that your kids, how did she put it? It was like the caught versus taught mentality. Right, right. exactly. If like Emma pointed that out, like was just talking about that at length about watching her parents have a relationship with God and love people and love the church. And, and even though their language, how yes. they talked about people. Yeah. yeah. And just being an example, just living their lives, being Jesus followers right. in front of their children. And right. even though she's like, even though it was annoying sometimes that I had to get up and go, like it was still like something that's just been burned into her now of right. how much her parents love the church that it became a value for her yeah and their relationship exactly. with Jesus became her faith on her own yeah it wasn't so much like oh you know they um every day at 5 p.m we read the bible and then at 5 30 we prayed together you know I'm sure all that happened in the home I'm not sure like I know it did but like what stood out to her was just who they were as people yeah. and Christ followers their love for Jesus and the church which made her want to have yeah. that same type of love. I know I got I started to like tear up just I a know. bit. I'm like I want my daughters to say this someday. <laughs> like I need to I need to watch this podcast back like we should seven have times. Parents to... <laughs> and kids on the on the podcast more so that kids can say these kinds of things to their parents they would never right. say otherwise. <laughs> and so that you and I can just be super convicted and go home motivated and maybe be better parents. <laughs> oh uh, my gosh, our poor kids. Well, okay, so to take to just wrap it all up then Consistency is key. Exampling your faith and your love for Jesus and your love for the church. And um, I forgot the third thing that, they're well, I mean, about just, that you mentioned. Yeah, just almost affirming your kids' value in yes. the church and, and invite your kids to participate in how God has gifted them. That they're not tag-alongs to your church experience, that they have a role um, in the church and they can have an, an experience in the church of their own. And they can be used in their giftings just as much as part of the the church body. In fact, there's ways that, you know, through consistency, you can just give your kids opportunities to serve. And so, um, especially as they get older. Mm -hmm. And so make sure to take advantage of those things and do that. But anyways, hopefully uh, you parents, you know, if you're not a parent yet, um, you're just trying to soak up maybe becoming a parent one day. Maybe you have no interest in parenting at all. Um, and but you're still able to take some good takeaways from even how we can love God and love the church. But um, super thankful for Lori and Emma yeah. and their time today, and thankful that you are a part of the Follow Him podcast. Remember, if you have any questions, like we are better together. If you have questions for the Follow Him podcast, you can text the number that's coming up on the screen or in the episode description. Episode description, yeah. you can also grab um, the number that you can text your question to. We really do want to unpack your questions because if you have that question, the chances are a lot of people share yeah. that question. We know we're better together and we're going to continue to just talk through every question um, so that we can just follow Jesus better. So thanks for your time and we'll see you soon. And we'll all hold on to Romans 8 as we always do, which tells us if God is for us, who can be against us. We'll see you soon.